March 1st. Wow. And episode 20 of the Literacy Dive podcast. I am so grateful for all of the listeners out there. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you would take a moment to rate and review this podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts, your feedback, and it would mean the world to me. I still cannot believe that we are 20 episodes in, but now let's get to the good stuff for today. Getting students to write about their reading is something that should constantly be happening. Not only does writing about reading allow for practice of those much-needed writing skills, but it builds and solidifies the knowledge and thoughts that follow reading a piece of text. I have a simple solution to getting even your most reluctant readers writing. If you can, take a look at one of the Instagram posts that I've done. It is the Think Marks anchor chart and I am linking it in the show notes. You can take a look at it after, or you can pause and take a look at it right now, but that is going to be the solution that I am referring to today. So in today's episode, we are going to discuss the idea of using think marks to guide your students when they are responding to their text. All you need is chart paper, sticky notes, and a pencil. Let's go. You are listening to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. Learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. With a passion for literacy and supporting teachers, here's your host, Megan Polk from Miss P's Style. I am super excited to talk about how you can use think marks to guide student reading responses. I have had so many questions about how you implement that sticky note chart, what students are supposed to be doing, how you teach it. And so that is what we are going to talk through today. Now, I am constantly encouraging my students to think. I will literally write those words out for them to remind them about what they should be doing, what is being asked before they are speaking or before they are writing to respond. If you know me already, you know that I am a lover of visuals. I truly believe that visual representations are so helpful to jog student memories, and it really cuts back on them asking me to explain something to them. And so it eliminates them telling me that they have no idea what they're supposed to do. So let's set this idea of using a Think Marks chart up for you. First, you are going to get a piece of paper. Now, if you are in person, this can be anchor chart paper, but you can also make this on a smaller scale using the larger size construction paper and mini sticky notes like I did in my Instagram post. Next, you're going to think about what genre your students are reading, or you're going to think about any response types that can be applied across genres. You're going to create symbols to connect to each response type for your students to start seeing, memorizing, and using. Then, You're going to write the corresponding symbol. You're going to write what it means, or 
you're going to write a question stem for your students to use when responding. So I tend to leave this a little bit more open since there are a variety of options included. So some standard response types you can find all over the place are, what's your favorite part? What is an important part? What is a surprising part? Write about a funny part. Write about a confusing part. And write about a part where a prediction can be made. So if you are just starting this, feel free to use five or six of those and get yourself started that way. I love those because they tend to lend themselves to fiction, nonfiction, or both. So for any given book that a child is reading, they can typically find an important part, find a favorite part, find a surprising part, or find a part where they can be able to predict. So now I am going to share with you what the symbols look like that I have on that chart. For the important part, the symbol that I use is an asterisk. For the favorite part, the symbol is a heart. For the surprising part, it's an exclamation point. For the funny part, it is just writing out LOL. For a part where students can make a prediction, it is a thought bubble. And then for the confusing part, the symbol is a question mark. I am going to just go over eight quick tips that you can use if you should try to use this Readers Use Think Marks chart in your classroom. The first tip, you can definitely include your students into the process of creating symbols or you can pre-select them and teach them to your students. Either way, you want your symbol to make sense. You want it to easily connect so that when they see that mark, it will jog their memory to what it is that they are supposed to respond to. Quick tip number two, design several different charts that are genre-specific. So for that, all six response types will connect directly to your read aloud or to the genre that students are exploring. And so they have the choice of how to respond, but every single response will connect beautifully to the genre. So you could decide to make a series of different charts. Every response type or question stem is genre specific. And then students can be able to respond directly connecting to the genre that you are exploring. Quick tip number three, if you are using this chart in your classroom, is that if you laminate your chart, then you can easily change out the post-it note symbols and the different response type questions or ideas that you want your students to respond to. You can easily swap those out and use that same chart over and over again. So it's definitely an option of preserving the main chart if you opt to laminate, but of course you don't have to laminate, but that is just something that you could do and you can be able to swap out things as needed. Number four, what I love is that this does not take more than a couple of minutes to make. So as a quick tip, you can easily create this chart and you can snap a photo of the chart and include it into student notebooks so they always have a copy or you can easily upload it to your digital classroom so that they can be able to visually see what their response types are. 
So these take no time at all to make. You can definitely do it while watching TV or while doing something else um, in the background. And so super simple to make, snap a photo, and then you can allow students to use that even when they're not physically looking at your chart. Tip number five is to model each think mark so carefully and clearly with students. Use your read aloud or your guided reading text and make sure that you are modeling your thinking so that you can show them what they will be capable of doing on their own. Model, model, model is so key for getting any types of processes running like a well-oiled machine. So do not skip over that time and just put the chart out and say, go ahead and write something. You're probably not going to get the depth and the desired outcome that you're looking for. So take that time to model each think mark using a text that you're familiar with or that you're reading with students and model it aloud whole group. The next tip is to allow students time to practice and to share their written response and that corresponding symbol. This is a great way to just hold students accountable with ensuring that they're using the symbol and responding correctly. And not only just responding, but we all know that if you don't do anything with their responses, they start not producing the great quality work that we want them to produce. So Having a time where they can share that response, even if it is sharing with one or two friends, the fact that they are having to share what they wrote is that one layer of accountability that is going to help when we're thinking about reading responses and getting this done consistently. Tip number seven when using these charts is to celebrate student responses. This is one of the first ways to get your students responding in a variety of ways and getting their buy-in to understanding how to use this chart and knowing what to do independently when it is time to respond to your read aloud or to a guided reading text. So similar to the last tip, celebrating those student responses, this takes it one step farther where if you are seeing that someone used a symbol that maybe doesn't get used that often, being able to stop the class, share that response, and just make it a big deal, that is what really helps with allowing students to try those symbols that they tend to not really want to try that often. I call them like those uncomfortable symbols. They always want to stay with the comfort symbols, like the favorite part or um, making a connection. So when you do see a student who is using one of those trickier ones, like making a connection or making a clarifying moment, anything like that, make time and a way to celebrate that student response. And for the last tip, we all have those students who need a challenge. So for those students who need challenges, provide them with questions to specifically respond to. So instead of leaving it open like, using the asterisk and just saying important part, you would then have a question specifically related to maybe the book that you're reading. And so for those kids, it might say, write about the importance of why this machine is making the community better. So it's making them have to think about the important part but it's something a little bit more focused. And so their response has to directly connect back to that question that you're using. 
So for that method, it is going to take a little bit more of a thought. You don't have to always connect it directly to the book. So it could just be a very general question, but at least the question is focused and it's a question based, not just opening up the prompt of what that symbol means. So you just kind of have to think about the ways that you can support those students who need a bit more of a challenge and go that extra step for them. Now, you know I'm a lover and believer of student choice, and I like to provide students with access to question rings that also include think questions on each one. So it takes it a step farther from just leaving it open, and I find that a little bit more direction and a little bit more explicit questioning does help not only the students who do need a challenge, but the students who have a little bit of trouble with coming up with these own responses on their own. So each of these cards have think questions and the question ring provides more options according to the category, but still help to guide students into responding to the text that they're reading. So with these, it does just keep them within six categories but then there are so many different types of response questions included. And so the kids still can be able to have a variety of response opportunities, which they love. So I will actually link to these reading response question rings in the show notes if you want to get an idea of what I'm referring to. But this is just going to be the next step for students who need the more practice and guidance or the students who do need a challenge. So those are super easy to get up and running in the classroom as well. To wrap up this final tip number eight, the idea about what we can do for students who need a little bit more support or need a challenge In order to get the quality response that we as teachers desire, students have to keep in mind what they are supposed to be thinking about, and it's up to us to help them find success. All right, my literacy friends, this is a simple strategy that I hope you will give a try. And if you do give it a try, I would love to know and see your created anchor charts and to see how your students are doing with this method. So if you do decide to give it a try and you snap a photo, I would love for you to tag me on Instagram or Facebook and share your success with me. All right. Well, I have loved chatting with you all today about using think marks to get your students responding in a variety of ways. I hope you will come back next week and join me when I dive into what in the heck do you do with all of those freaking sticky notes, which is another question I get on the daily. You can find all of the information that I have talked about in reference today in the show notes, and I will talk with you next week. Thank you for listening to The Literacy Dive. If you would like to connect with Megan, you can find her on Instagram at Miss Peace Style. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes of The Literacy Dive. Until next time.